You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. It was good to be back. Here can I also be in tomorrow, noon to 2.30. And thank you for listening and calling uh, today. Happy holidays. Thanks to Justin Pottinger and Kendra Smith for producing the show today. Waddle and Sylvie coming up. Dion is in for Waddle. Hey, guys. Sylvie's here. Hi. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Actually, today, I started wishing people Happy New Year. Happy I felt New Year. like we've Today's crossed the threshold. It's, crossed over? it's yeah. now I'm allowed to say Happy New Year. It's the 27th. Okay. Right. Christmas has passed us. Or the 26th. 26th. Either way. <laughs> Merry New Year. Either way. Yeah. Just Happy the New end, Year. It's the tweener week. So. It is. It's kind of the tweener week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. tomorrow is, right? It's a very special day for me. Is it your birthday tomorrow? No. no. What is it? No. It's his onomastic day. Yeah. It's my Saint's name day. It's his Saint's oh, name. Svet Ivan. And you're going to work? He is working. Hmm. St. Ivan. But I'll find you. a way to celebrate. You Let's better. Yeah. He's, He's a grinder. He's a grinder. That's Yurko, the good kid. He's a grinder. He's working this? on his onomastic day. Can this? you believe it? Is this Jimmy Durante? Who is this? Jimmy Durante. <laughs> his voice. I don't recognize it. Who it's crazy, Yurk. I can't shake this. What's going I, on? I, you know what I've been told? This is a, what I've been told this is a a post-viral cough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I you got? You're I can't shake it. Well, you're out there screwing around with Buck and Bronco at the game and uh you know the next thing you know you weakened yourself that's what ended up happening look i had you. to work too i mean i did it, it i understand you know? i mean uneasy is bad you have that been a warrior crown, yeah we will let you well, you have I been a warrior warrior working you sign up for it you know mine's, mine's been right. hanging around too so it, it's it. getting better but it's been hanging around like it, it's it, been it's been tough i've known a lot of people too my wife has uh friends who, who say they have not been able to shake this the mm-hmm. cough part yeah for weeks. Weeks, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, Shaking mine's it. only been two weeks, and, 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 like, I speak on only, like, I I can't tell you where I am, too. Like, at night, I'm in a dark spot. Like, mm. when, coughing? when you coughing? like, coughing, and then, and then when, you know how it goes when you don't sleep, yeah. and then where your brain goes when you can't get sleep. I, it, it's a you? dark, it's a dark place, guys. Yeah, can I help you? Do you want to help? I'm going to. Oh, help I know. You yeah, I know. I know where you'll I lead me. I want you to be able yeah. to sleep tonight. No, I want you. You'll to lead me to, to the railroad tracks. I know where you're going to lead me, Yurko. I want you to listen to me, and I want you're going to look at me, and you're going to think I'm an idiot. Okay? I want you to chop some onions. Chop some onions. Put them in. Uh, what are Is those bags a, called? The plastic bag. Ziploc like a Ziploc bag. Like a Ziploc okay. bag. Yeah. Put your feet the, the, in I've that heard, They say this bag. with potatoes, too. Put some socks in. It draws. Potatoes draw. I've but also do the onions. Potatoes. Do the onions right now. Okay? What? Put a sock on. Yes. Go to sleep. Yeah. You will sleep like an angel. And you won't cough once. Uh, You're welcome. I, 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 I think Dr. it's an old wives' tale, but like they say, that. you can try it with potatoes too, Sylvie. Really? Yes. Yeah. And it'll draw I've a lot never out. Heard this. Yeah. Onions in a bag. Onions Chop on your feet. Onions. Yeah, yeah, you got to cover your bag, and, and then your yeah, socks. Over one onion it. a piece in there. You know, small yellow onion. Dice them up, and then don't Dice eat them in the morning. Small, yeah, you know, don't put them away. in your eggs. Throw, throw them away. away. Yeah. You know, Waddle told us. Sleep with that. I'm telling you. Waddle told us a couple weeks ago. He said, "I've heard that if you put the Vicks Vapo Rub mm-hmm. on your feet and then put socks Sock over on. it, mm-hmm. but the reason the reason is that you put the socks over them is for babies 
because then then they can't get to the Vicks Vapo Rub. Yeah. For adults, you put it on your chest because you know not to touch it. Okay. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Mark Newman you, told me that that that's that I'm that's a trick you, for the babies. I'm giving you sense. a natural remedy is what I'm giving you. I like a it. Natural yeah. remedy. You Try don't it. have to go to the pharmacy. I mean, it's worth trying it. What what is it going to hurt? Your bet's going to stink. Three pound bag of yellow onions. The bet already stinks. You know what's happened in my bed before. I know there's a lack of activity. Especially lately. Passing too much gas in there? I know. You're flatulent. I've told stories before. I know you have. I want to hear it. Yeah. You know what's going on. What's going on? Try the onions, you know? You might, what does it hurt? It's not going to, you know? I'm telling you. It's chopped to a muck. Have you put done this night. I am telling you. I swear okay. by it. I've got garlic and honey. I've got <laughs> all does. types of stuff sitting there. I told you about the flu bomb. It doesn't cure anything, but it'll give you relief. It gives you relief. Yeah. It gives you three, four hours of relief. That's which what you all need. you're looking yeah. for. I, I mean, yeah, when you get I mean, a bad ta- case of the flu. Guys, is, when you're oof. taking the pharmaceuticals, all they promise is relief. They don't. They, it doesn't cure anything. It just promises relief. This is natural relief. That's what I'm trying to give What's you. What's your flu bomb? I just want him to sit there. In, uh, it's honey. It's ginger. It's uh, garlic. One crushed garlic. Cayenne pepper. Got to have some cayenne you can in cook there. with it afterwards. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt. You can. And you just put it like uh, eight ounces of water, eight ounces of warm water, and you, you mix it all together. It. Yeah. And cayenne as much as you can handle because yes. a lot of people can't take cayenne pepper. I love so that. So as much as you can handle, and you throw it down there. There's six ingredients in them. I don't have them all right now, but it's good. Ginger's good. in there. Garlic's in there. When you're sick. Honey's in there. Lemon's in there. Eucalyptus oil. One oh, drop of eucalyptus yeah. oil in there, too. There you go. When you're sick, so you'll try right anything. There. I gave them all to you. You did. But the yeah. cough thing is brutal. I mean, Why my, not try uh, it? If you have it, try it. Yeah. You know, the onions, what, what's going to hurt? You're the only guy that knows you did it. And if you had relief and you slept like an angel and you wake up tomorrow and you finally got uh, eight to nine hours of bed rest, what, what, I'm telling you, you might come in here and you might give me a gift what, finally. What's keeping you up, though? Just the cough or like, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, just the cough. So you wake up and you yeah, think so you're, you, you, think you, you think, you know, you're going to the bathroom at 2 a.m. And then, and then you go, you take a leak. And then all of a sudden you cough once, mm-hmm. and, and, and one cough over. turns into two, yeah. Yeah. two turns into four. Yeah. The next thing you know, you're up for an hour because you're coughing and I, coughing and coughing. I'm yeah. working tomorrow, so do this tonight with the onions. Have a coughless night, and then let's talk in the morning. It'll and be then, amazing trust if it me, works. You want to buy me a Porsche, buy me a Porsche. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. A Porsche? Why not? If he gets to sleep one night, it might be what, what am I, uh, uh, Shohei? Yeah. Yeah. What kind I of money that. is he yeah. making here? How about Joe Kelly? Right? Leaves the fr- fire here, the frying pan, and goes oh, over there. God bless And all of a sudden, the wife's got a Porsche. I mean, he's, he's playing on a team that could win the World Series, yeah. and the wife's got a new Porsche. Yeah. Yeah. God bless and Joe he Kelly. Stunk here. He, no, was, he, was, he, was, he was good last year. Where? He was, he was good. Yeah. For a short time. For a he had short that resurgence, right? A short what do you have, two days? Yeah. He was good for two days. He was good for a couple of days. Team yeah. that stunk too. I was, was going to talk baseball with you today. We never got yeah, to it though. And we had all football. I mean, uh, I wanted football. to talk about the Steve Kerr stuff. Yeah, and people. Love oh yeah, football. that was good. Steve Kerr audio. <laughs> I was going to tell. Uh, I love football. I was going to tell you guys about the uh, Steve Kerr. We we're going to talk Orla- about. I, I saw a game in Orlando. Cranky we went to see the Magic oh, yeah. and the Heat. Uh, and I was going to. And Tyler was. Tyler and I were talking in the break. Tyler Aki. He's been to that arena. I always like going to see new arenas. You know, sometimes you go in and you're just underwhelmed. Yeah. And look, that team's not bad. The Magic are, you know, like, uh, Apollo didn't have a great game when we were there, but I was right. really eager to see Paolo and Franz live. Right. They played Miami. Tyler Hero's fantastic live. I love Jaime Jaquez. Like, it was fun. Um, the game itself was fun. Miami I was impressed with. But, boy, that arena. 
uh, a sleepy crowd. Sleepy. They got mm-hmm. they got two Eastern Conference Finals banners. They're not even lined up. Like one was lower than the other. Oh, that's so and sad. Then the oh, wait a minute. You think that's what the word? Dion, it was sad. They're like these two tiny little Eastern Conference banners. Oh, my goodness. They're not even lined up right. And then the only retired jersey, because I guess they do like a, a Hall of Fame. Is retired? No, because now Bill Russell's is retired across the league. So they've got number six hanging in the rafters. It looked like an 8 by 10 no and way. it was crooked. <gasps> it's like this is Bill Russell, and like I'm looking for Dwight Howard or maybe right. Penny Hardaway. What about Shaq? Or, what about well, Shaq? But Shaq what about only played four years there, though. Like I, you know, Still. Penny, Sylvie, Penny. Okay. I would Penny, Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson, Shaq, Dwight Howard. I'm looking around. Nothing. Nothing. They got one little number six. It's crooked. They got a couple. Of, Oh, that is I, so sad. I was like, Joy, it's kind of oh, sad. Looked like a number nine. Yeah. That's how crooked it was. And their their fans really, I mean, they, like Take nobody was it. really into it. The arena, right? Didn't they used to call that the arena? The arena, Sylvia. Remember? Yeah, they were really into it, the Orlando Predators it, when I do games down there. It was kind of pathetic. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like I've seen a hockey game in Tampa. It's yeah. incredible. Oh, it's electric. Yes. Incredible. Yes, it is. Now they've had a lot more success than the Magic. Yes, Maybe yes, that's. They have. Why? They had a Martin St. Louis. But, like, a Tampa Bay Lightning game is remarkably good. Yes. And you think, who's watching hockey in Florida? They they go crazy All the New that Yorkers team. that have moved down there because of the Yankees spring training. That's that's maybe some of that, Yurik. You could be right. But yeah. it was very, like, I felt sad for their fans. That so is I'm like, really boy. depressing. But their team's good, you know? I mean... Uh, yeah, not bad. Oh, guys, uh, this is ready for you guys. Yeah, coach okay. is ready. Okay, we'll Bye. let you guys All go. Right. Talk to coach. There have you a great go. Have a great day. Still be feel better. Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more tomorrow. Um, there's uh, Carmen and Yurko. Dion Miller is uh, filling in for Waddle today. It's Sylvie. And uh, let's go to the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline at 210 each and every Monday usually. But, of course, yesterday was Christmas. And uh, so today we pick it up with the head coach of the Chicago Bears. He's Matt Eberflus. Coach, uh, Merry Christmas. How was your holiday? Uh, it was good. Got a chance to spend some time with my girls and uh, a little bit of time at home. I had a nice meal and then uh, got back to work, but it was good. You know, you always talk about your girls, uh, Coach. Uh, what was uh, any any good gifts that you gave to the girls or you gave to the coaching staff? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my girls get a bunch of stuff. You know, they get, get uh, Nike shoes and all that stuff. They they love those. And uh, But uh, the the Christmas gifts for the coaches, we had our – our Christmas party for the coaches uh, last Friday, so it was good over at the house. We got to spend some time, have some good camaraderie over there, and uh, uh, they certainly enjoyed the evening. And then uh, had Saturday, then played the game. Did you did you did you uh, did you give them all the same, or do you do you like pick a specific gift for each coach? No, my wife uh, Kelly does all the shopping, and she does uh, same gift for each guy, and then same same gift for the uh, for the ladies, but. Uh, uh, the same for sure. Coach, I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit just about where the team is at right now and coming off of this victory. You know, it seems over the last week or so we've heard um, guys wanting to be a part of what's building with the Bears and that there is something good happening with this group. Where are you sensing that the most, that this this team wants to stick around for something special? Yeah, you can just feel it in the locker room. You know, they got the guys' positivity, the way they come to work every day. Um, you know, they love being here. Everybody talks about the great culture here. And really that's, you know, people say that word a lot and throw that word around culture. But culture to me is about the individual relationships you have uh, with each other uh, in the building and the respect that you have for each other 
you know, and, and you show that by working hard and you show that by being accountable and telling the truth to each other uh, so you can improve and get better. And, and that's what the guys are talking about. You know, we have a general respect for each other because of the way we work and the way we interact with each other during the course of a work week. You know, and, and when it comes to that culture, and you, you've raved about DJ Moore before, about how you and Ryan talk about your best players have to also be your hardest working players and your best practice players. DJ doesn't speak a lot, and he's not your most vocal guys, at least publicly. What does it mean, though, for a guy like DJ Moore who um, goes down early but then is able to come back on the field when he's probably not close to 100% and gut out a game like he did against Arizona. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point. You know, and, and we do say that a lot, that our best players need to be the hardest workers, but our best players always also need to be the toughest, and uh, that's what he is. He is so tough, and his mental and physical toughness is, is, is really high. And his tolerance for, for pain is really high. And he's mm. he's showed that over and over again. And uh, he's able to gut things out. And, uh, man, he's, we certainly are happy to have him. And I've said this before, too, and I'll say it again. He is he is one of the best teammates, too. Um, you, you know, you couple him with, with Tez. You know, we brought Tez on. You know, and this is a credit to Ryan Poles of really doing a great job of bringing guys in here that, that are our great teammates, that are the hardest workers, that are tough. And uh, those are the guys that, that everybody follows, and that's the example uh, that everybody needs to, to, to see. Matt Eberflus joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Dion's in for Waddle. Um, so those are the veteran guys, as you talked about. Um, and, and as you've mentioned, this has been a big year for development. Who are Give me like one or two players, young guys, that you're most proud of on the way they've developed in maybe their rookie or second years. Yeah, I would start off with uh, the two guys that we drafted, you know, early on in the process would be Kyler Gordon and, you know, and Jaquan Brisker. Um, those guys have been, you know, everything we've asked uh, that we thought they'd be and, and everything we asked them to do. And uh, it's starting to pay off for those guys. Those guys are having really big years for us, and they're going to continue to develop into all pro players or, or pro bowl players for sure. And, uh, the, you know, the sky's the limit for both those guys, and they're – they just do everything, work work their tails off, great teammates, uh, talented players, of course, and they're tough and, uh, you know, instinctive. But, uh, you know, they just are really going to do a great job of leading this football team. And we've got, we got several first- and second-year players that are in that boat that are developing, getting better, and those two are certainly on their way. I know you mentioned in your press conference about Cole Komet and what a tremendous game that he had. Do you have an update on his injury and how he may be progressing towards this week? Yeah, we don't have an update right now, but uh, we we are looking uh, looking at it for in the next 24 hours. You know, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Um, again, uh, that'll come out tomorrow, but we're we're hopeful. And uh, but again, he's he had what a wonderful game. It's too bad he got hurt because man, he was at 100 yards already, and uh, he had those you know humongous catch. You know that 53 yarder, I guess it was. What a great catch that was. Um, Justin threw a beautiful catch to him on the sideline there, uh, the one that he actually got injured on. And uh, but he was he was and he's always blocking the point, you know. Cole's always doing that. So again, we're hopeful that he's that he's going to be ready, but we don't know that for sure yet. And uh, we'll know more tomorrow. But uh, Cole has had a wonderful year this year, and uh, he's continuing. Uh, he will continue to do so. With Justin Fields, as as we continue to talk about his growth and, and things that he could do better, coach, how would you feel about Justin continuing to be your quarterback into next season? 
Yeah, I would say that, you know, Justin is, is focused on this game right here, and he's focused on the finishing of this season, and that's what everybody's focused on. Um, and then we'll cross the, that bridge when we get to it uh, after the season. We'll look at all those things as we do every single year. We evaluate uh, everything from uh, A to Z within the program. We actually will sit down with every player um, and talk to those. Ryan and I will do it together, and we'll sit down with every player and get their feedback on on, on the building and on on each performance, you know, the strength of the performance staff, the training staff, coaching staff, all that. And we will take all the information in, and then we'll evaluate the players one at a time and then make our decisions after that. So is it because the decisions haven't been made, or is it because you just don't want to take the focus off of the next game? No, I think it's both. I think it's both. You know, the decisions haven't been made, and those those are wait, you know waiting till the end of the year when everything's finalized. And then again, our focus is on Atlanta. And uh, again, we got a big challenge this week against uh, against Atlanta. You know, they're they're working to get into the playoffs. You know, we still got an opportunity, so we're going to put our best foot forward, and so are they. But knowing the evaluations are still ongoing, especially around Justin Fields, how have you felt he's handled the questions that continue to be asked about his current play and about his future with the team? Oh, he's been great. He's he's a true pro. You know, he's he's one of our hardest workers and one of our toughest players. And he he's, he continues to just stay where his feet are and, and focusing on one day at a time and improving you know, every single week. And, uh, again, that's a hard position to play. It's quarterback. You know, it's the hardest, hardest position in sport. And uh, he's, he's kept his eyes forward and uh, his mind focused, and he'll be focusing, focused that way this week too. Coach, when you look at the short yardage situations, and I know you review each and every play and you, you save the plays that you like and the plays that you don't, um, lately with the lack of execution on short yardage, is it that, the lack of execution, or is it more of a problem with play calling? Yeah, I would say, you know, looking at that all-encompassing, you know, you have to have a go-to play, right? So, you know, we just got to make sure that we have that, you know, and a lot of times that's a sneak, right, or, or a wedge or, or that type of stuff. And we got to make sure that we, we're good at that. And, uh, again, we're still working we're working to improve that, you know. So, it's and again, you're right. It hasn't been up to par. It hasn't been up to standard. And then I need. I think you need some plays off of that play, off of those plays, your standard plays, your basic plays. But, uh, again, we got to improve on that. Um, again, that, that, that to me starts up front, and it also talks about play design. You know, play design's got to be good, and uh, we're working to improve that area. Coach, you also elected to take the ball again. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, the analytics in, in the NFL, we've always said on this show that it's another tool in your toolbox. But I feel like in football, it's really all gotten away where – we always go with analytics, and I like that you guys have um, sort of gone back to we, some games we like to take the ball. Tell us exactly why in this game and in some of the other games you like to start with the football. Yeah, so we're, well, we, I think we're 4-1 and one when we take the ball. You know, so it's been good to us. Um, we've always you know, we jumped out to a lead on, the, on those particular opponents. Um, and really it comes down to a lot of factors, but a few factors is, you know, how does how do you operate early in the game? You know, what's your success rate on first drives? And then, again, what's your opponent? How are they? How do they operate? You know, and then how does your defense operate, you know, um, versus their offense as well? So it's it's you're looking at all sides of the ball. You're looking at everything encompassing. Weather could be part of it uh, potentially. 
um, as you go forward there. But, uh, again, there's a lot of things that go into it, but we like how we've operated on offense that first part of the game. And, uh, again, that's relative to the opponent we're going against, but uh, it's been good to us so far. Coach, uh, congratulations on the win, and good luck against Atlanta. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. There you go, Matt Eberflus. Uh, There he is, Dion. And uh, very, like, more of a positive uh, conversation today with a win against uh, Arizona. There were still things they could have done better. We talked about uh, the short yardage situation. He would not commit uh, to Justin Fields long term. Um, that that was very interesting. I thought it was interesting in the way he discussed too on him planning to be a part of Justin's, you know, evaluation. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't think any of us are sure if if he's going to be a part of that mm-hmm. evaluation going forward. It's interesting to me, Sylvie, that we've gotten to this point. Two games left on the schedule, and there's still so many unknowns around just simply Justin, let alone everywhere else on the team. I mean, it seems it seems like at this point things would become a little bit more clear. I know Ryan Pohl said on the pregame on Sunday that he feels like that vision for the future is becoming more clear in the direction that they're going to go, but there's no real indication what direction that is. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out too, Dion, because I forgot to send that to the guys. But, you know, you and I do the pregame show, and mm-hmm. I think Ryan is very upfront mm-hmm. with Joniak in the interviews. I don't know how many general managers do a pregame sit down with a play by play guy, um, and is that upfront? But I, I thought he said some interesting things, not only about the roster, but about the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could play some of that uh, going forward for those who missed it on Sunday, whether it was because of the holiday or whatever. But but I thought there was some interesting stuff there. Yeah, I feel like there always is. He seems to be pretty candid with us about, or with Joniak, about what what he's feeling, what he's seeing, not just on a week-to-week basis, but also keeping that bigger picture in mind because he knows that that's ultimately what it's all about. All right, a couple of things I want to know from, from Sunday. Um, was that a game that made you happy? Uh, how, how did you feel Justin played? And, and, like, it continues to be this hot button where, you know, comparisons are being sent out mm-hmm. uh, with, 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 with Lamar. Uh, I saw one of those today. It drives me crazy because you cannot, in my opinion, watch with your two eyes <laughs> and see Justin Fields and then watch Lamar Jackson against the 49ers right. and see the same quarterback. Right. You, ju- you just can't. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go ahead, so It's so obvious in that moment that it's different. I feel like this happens, seems to happen earlier in the season typically, right? Like you spend all this time at training camp and you're watching the Bears and you're thinking, all right, all right, they've got it. They're putting it together. And then you watch another team and you're like, wait, what game are they playing? Because that doesn't look like what the Bears have been doing. And and so that feels the same way when you're looking at Justin Fields and you're looking at a Lamar Jackson and you're, and you're wondering, even a C.J. Stroud earlier in the season, and you were like, There's, it's so different. He He's not executing at that same consistent level week in and week out. And then um, I think there's a big week, too, for, for a couple of different reasons for Justin. Uh, and I want to explain that coming up. And then it, it was Yurko pulling my leg, literally, regarding the onions on your feet. I, I need to know this, too, because Did, that Can we sounded, Google that? That sounded not... I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I know Yurko probably went to school for a lot of things, but I don't think medicine was one of them. So I'm not sure if he just made this up. I've never heard of this. Never. Yur, but Yurko is one of the most worldly people I know. Like, Yurko is sneaky smart. 
when it then comes would, to some of these things. Well, then maybe I would trust him. Did he say he's done it? Well, I don't know if he's it's, done it. It sounded like he had. There are some of these general things that he will he will pull, and you'll be like, you Google him, and he's like, you're like, oh my god, my my gosh, oh, Yurko is exactly right, right. Um, but th- but then you know, Yurko likes to have fun with me, right. and here I'll be uh, with Wrapped onions on onions. my feet, desperate trying to get some sleep. Um, and, and, and oh he'll pull God. a fast one, you know? Yes. So you're I don't sleeping know. with bags of onions on your feet and it's just for a joke. We've got and the it, internet research on it. Okay. Ready to go. Our All right. Best, you want to, okay. I, I want to find it? out. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. We'll open up with some bears. We've got a lot of other things to do, uh, today, but we'll start with some bears conversation. And again, Justin, I want to tell you why I think this is more than just, um, a, 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 a big game for Justin for the Bears, and I'll explain that coming up next. Guys, the official frozen pizza of the Waddle and Sylvie show is Connie's Frozen Pizza. We're very proud of that. And why do we love Connie's Frozen Pizza? Because it is true Chicago-style pizza that we can enjoy anytime, anyplace. We know what true Chicago-style pizza is. It's thin, it's crispy, it's cut into squares, and thanks to Connie's Frozen Pizza, you can enjoy a true slice of the city anytime, anywhere. Connie's frozen pizzas are classic thin pies made with that same cornmeal crust. Connie's has been serving for over 60 years. They're perfectly cheesy and saucy, and they're exactly what you want on hand when you feel like having pizza. Get to know the true Chicago style with Connie's frozen pizza. Born in Chicago, enjoyed everywhere. Available at your local grocer's freezer. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home. We're there with you, making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Snap, Taylor in motion, play fake field, looking to throw. Gonna run left, being chased by Gardeck. It's off field! You can't catch him! He's in for the touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! It opened up three yards to the score, and the Bears have grabbed the lead. 6 nothing here at Soul. Fields under center, brings Mooney in motion. DJ Moore to left, snap, play fake. Fields fakes the end around to Mooney, now rolling to his right, being chased. Sings it into the end zone, wide open! Mercedes Lewis, touchdown, touchdown Bears. One yard toss and the 40th career touchdown for Mercedes Lewis. Fields takes the snap on first down, loves it to Herbert in the end zone, but it's right in the end zone and taken away by one of the better safeties in the NFL, Jalen Thompson. And interception ends the drive and it keeps the ball in favor of the Cardinals here at 10.22 to play in the game. An end zone interception on the throw to the left corner. Justin, give you a little bit of everything. Uh, I think the three-pack right there kind of <laughs> just sums up what he can do. Um, he can be one of the most dynamic players in the National Football League. We know this. Mm-hmm. When, when he is out and when he runs that football, there are very few players in the National Football League who are as dangerous as Justin Fields with the ball in their hands. That's true. Um, and and there are uh, uh, there are times, Dion, um, when when he makes a, a splash throw mm-hmm. or he he will will get you coming back for more, and you think he he he's got it and he's on a roll and he's going to have one of those just 
awesome games where he could really pad the stats with his arm and and he's got you and then the fourth quarter interception again or 35 total passing yards in the second half and then we played that fourth quarter interception so he ran for one he threw for one and he threw another fourth quarter interception on a game that wasn't clinched and one of the reasons why the game wasn't clinched and you heard the highlights on ESPN 1000 was because the offense completely shut down mm-hmm. in the second half after jumping out to a 21 nothing lead okay so sylvie at the towards the end of that game i texted you and what did i say he's quote unquote so close to what you predicted right i feel like that's what we've said about justin for so long so close almost but just not there and that's what's been so frustrating. Like, he needs to be in those moments against a bad Arizona Cardinals team. He needs to be the best player on the field. He needs to exert his will on this defense that is terrible. He needs to dominate in a way that you you talked about in the pregame show on Sunday was the way Mitch Trubisky did against Tampa when he threw for five touchdowns. And it felt like, six. wow, six. Yes, and when it felt like, Okay, there's something here. And at this critical point in the season when the head coach just got done telling us that those decisions have not been made yet, it, you want that to be added to the evidence of why we they should invest in Justin Fields. And it wasn't it was close, but it but it wasn't it. I, I like again and and you said it. I felt and I said it in the pregame I felt like that should have been a get fat game for mm-hmm. Justin. Mm-hmm. A not a a like, and I don't even know. Was it even a good game? He rushed for his, his rushing numbers were awesome. Mm-hmm. We know he can run the football. You, he needs to pass for more. Now Cole Komet got hurt after the first half. DJ Moore got hurt on the second or third play of the game, and and he tried to get through the game. But if you watch the film and you watch it with your eyes, there are lots of plays there that he left on the field. And to me, a what, a 70, what, what did he have passer-wise, a 72 passer rating in that game? I think that's right. I was looking at something else to bring up next, so I have to check again. But, but like yeah. 35 passing yards in the second in half, the second half. isn't good enough. Like, like that is a game where you have a, a 21 to nothing. That is a game you must mm-hmm. roll. You must get fat. You must pad the stats. And to me, there. I I like I've always wanted it I, occasionally, and I, I've got to do my one of my um, resolutions for. If I'm being totally honest and I'm yeah. laying on the couch, one of my resolutions for 2024 is I've got to shut out the noise. I've got to shut out the the Twitter noise and what people say to me about like, oh, you're just a hater or oh, you're this. Yeah, because people people's minds won't change. Right, and right. There is nothing more than I wanted. Justin to wow us, yeah, and, and yes. like it was up to him to 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 win the job and make it obvious that he was the quarterback. But I don't know how even the the biggest Justin Fields fans could ever look at that Arizona game or ever can look at this season and the numbers that he's put up passing wise and say that this is the year that they thought. He could and should have in a season to prove it. I mean, mm-hmm. his his passer rating in the fourth quarter again, 
is one of the worst in the National Football League. Yes. At 50.1. His QBR and his passer rating for the season is down compared to 2022. Um, We could dress it up and we could add his, his rushing numbers and we could put it together. But as a passer... He is below average, and this is where he needs to get better if the Bears are going to be great. And if you're so-so on Justin Fields and you're faced with the number one pick, like it, you just can't be in the yeah-but crowd. Like I feel like there's so many Fields fans, and not Bears fans, they're Fields fans, who just say yeah-but. Yeah-but Getsy sucks. Yeah, but the offensive line. Right. Yeah, but Cole Komet went down. Yeah, but this. But they no, never want to say, yeah, but Justin needs to be better. Okay, Sylvie, first of all, let me support you in your mission to tune out, tune out all the noise. I will be the biggest cheerleader for that because for you're too busy to worry about what other people are saying. That's A. B, remember week two in Tampa? Do you remember? Do you remember that game? Of he got the ball in the fourth quarter and had an opportunity to lead Game-winning drives. He had four plays, two interceptions, and they scored a touchdown. And one of them was a pick six. And, and I remember in yeah, that moment but the getsy being call, like, the getsy screen. No, immediately yeah, no. He had an opportunity to be the guy. That was week two. And I feel like I, I, don't, I haven't kept all of our text exchanges from the season. I'm sorry. I didn't keep them all. But I feel like I texted you in that moment and said, it's not him. He's not the guy. That was week two. And we're still having that same conversation. I feel like that is our answer, Sylvie. That's our answer. I was uh, I was texting with um, one of my editors over at Shaw Media, Kyle Neighbors. Yeah. And he said, I'm like I said to him, I go, you know, I'm thinking about again writing about Justin. Is this redundant or is this playing the hits? And he responded back, you can never write too much about the future of the quarterback. You can't. And I said, okay, I just wanted to make sure. Um, and I go and, and like, I gave him my thoughts on, on the hook. And like, to me, I feel like, and this is what I teased. I feel like fields is tr- like, I feel like this is a bigger trial for fields with the Falcons than it is the bears. Yeah. Because despite what Matt Eberflus says, I feel like polls already knows he's not the guy. Whether they're tell, because I don't think they could ever come out and tell you he's not the guy now. Like no, it doesn't no, help. They, and anything. they would never do that. No, no, no. So, I feel like this is the team that he's been connected to often. Like, if they keep the coach or not, they've got a team with playmakers. They've got this is his hometown team. He's from outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. This is the team that doesn't have the draft capital to draft a quarterback early. They can trade you that second round pick to get you Justin Fields. And I feel like. He's trying out in this game against the Falcons more for the Falcons than he is with the Bears. And and Kyle responded to me. He goes, I'm still waffling on Justin. And I said, look, Kyle, I go, waffles are for breakfast. If, <laughs> if, if, if you're still waffling on Justin, that's your answer. That's your answer. I totally agree. And, Sylvie, it, this morning, this morning I was thinking about the conversations we were going to have today. And and honestly, like as a our job is exponentially better, whether it's radio, TV, writing, whatever we do, if the quarterback is good for the Bears. I mean, that's if Justin Fields is the guy, that's. 
that's better for us. We don't want to be haters. We don't want. I don't want to start again. Like I don't want to have those no, conversations where we're not. like, oh, well, we're developing a quarterback again. We have to give them patience. Like I, as just a media person covering this team and running out of patience, I can't imagine like the passionate fans for decades have been waiting for them to get this right and to think, wow, three years later we're going to start all over again and do this. It's just exhausting. The, the thing that makes it tough, and I, I get why some of the people are, are like dug in. Justin has everything. Mm-hmm. Justin yeah. is, is, is a quarterback out of a lab. Justin is athletic. Justin is strong. Justin is smart. Justin is a fantastic leader. Mm-hmm. Justin has the buy-in from the team. Absolutely. Ju- Justin, All of those things. Justin is, has checked the boxes that you want to do when you want the guy. He is everything. There's none. Justin is great in the locker room. Justin is great off the field. But between the lines, the production isn't good enough. And and we can we can go through the yeah buts. But in my opinion, we're 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 fooling ourselves Mm -hmm. if we continue to do the exercise. Now I have come from the 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 Jay Cutler school of hard knocks where I was dug in for a while on Jay Mm -hmm. where I wanted to fight people who said Jay doesn't have a good enough offensive coordinator. Jay doesn't have a good enough offensive line. Jay doesn't have a good enough this. And then I, it just clicked for me and I'm like, he, he doesn't do enough good things on his own to raise the level of play for the Bears. And I promised myself after going through that and being too stubborn that I would never do that again, that I couldn't be biased over a player and be too dug in. I have to be fair to the the team that Mm -hmm. I root for and not be too biased over a player because I want him to work out, whether that's Chris Bryant, whether that's Jay Cutler, whether that's Derek Rose, mm-hmm. that I've got to be more um, just fair to the football team or baseball team or basketball team that I root for. It's hard to remove emotion. Let's be real about that. It is. It's hard to remove the emotion and look at it objectively. But he needs to be a multiplier, not a defensive lineman, not your top wide receiver. Yes, it's wonderful that they are too, but the quarterback needs to be that guy. Don't you think? Of course he does. Like when has that? Yeah, when have we said that he's about the, a Bears that's, quarterback? That's the ultimate multiplying position. Of course, but that isn't happening. That's not happening. <laughs> All right. So if you want to weigh in, like we got two more weeks of this, and and again, I I I, I they're still I'm still rooting like hell for him to just put it on the Falcons, and I think it yes. does. I think it does. Like whether you want him here or don't at this point, or think he's the guy or don't. I think again, this is a double. This is double important for him to play well, not only mm-hmm. for the Bears, but I think this is important. I think this is really a tryout for the Falcons. I think if he really plays well, I think you can get more from the Falcons or another team, because yeah. I really think that this Falcons team could be the team that does give you the best offer for Justin Fields in the offseason if they do choose to um, to trade him. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Dion is uh, here in for Waddle. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle eighty seven. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. 
Dion Miller in for Waddle today. Waddle and Sylvia on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. We're talking Bears here early. Get some other fun stuff for you later in the show, including um, some Christmas stories and also a, a crazy story that I, I'm sure I'm going to get a rise out of Dion <laughs> regarding uh, a, a plane snafu. Yes. Did you read the story? I did. My okay, husband good. and I read it this morning, so yes, I'm because, anxious to talk about it. Because I'm, out, I'm outraged about something regarding the story, and it may not be what you're thinking. Okay. Um, let's go to the phones, though, here, talk about Fields and, and, and the Bears. Uh, let's go to Jim and Gurney first. Uh, Jim, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Good afternoon, you guys. Oh, I said guys. I shouldn't have said that. It's I was okay. on hold before when the guys were still yeah. Good afternoon. <laughs> happy holidays and happy New Year's to, to you and your family. Hey, uh... I was just the thoughts of, uh, first of all, I'll preface, I am a Fields fan. I want him to be the guy just kind of like you, Sylvie. Um, but the word fandom is always comes to my mind, and usually fandom also really comes to my mind. <laughs> somebody, 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 somebody asked me, uh, why don't they, you know, go ahead and get, them to get the first pick and get the best quarterback, and that's, that's a problem in itself, find out which one's the best one to get. And let him play behind Fields for three years, kind of like the Packers did with Marvin Rodgers. And I went, well, first of all, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback at the end of his career, so I doubt anybody's going to want to play behind him for three years because the only thing they might learn is how to lose football games. But I'm going, is it plausible? Because it's got me thinking, is it plausible? Could the Bears sign a veteran-proven quarterback for a couple of years at the end of their career and have a guy play behind him for a couple of years? Mm-hmm. Guy like a flat go, guy like a cousin. That could be dumb. I could be dumb, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't think you're dumb, Jim. Oh, thanks. I just don't. I don't know if that's the route that they feel would be the best to go for what they need at quarterback. What do you think? I'm not putting any resources into spending money on a veteran quarterback. Like, like I'm putting resources in going out and getting, like Yurko has said, Daniil Hunter because they can't franchise him and pairing him on that defensive line with what you have with Montez Sweat and building a beast on defense and then developing that quarterback um, and letting him play from the start. You know, and, 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 and building that offense and then putting more draft. You've got a lot of draft capital. You've got the, the pick that you're going to use the quarterback on, I think, and then your pick, and then more more picks um, throughout the draft to continue to get better and, and draft a center and, and continue to, to build through free agency like I was talking about. I don't need the veteran quarterback, and I think whoever you're drafting at one has played enough games in the in college football to be ready to play right away in the National Football if League. You, if you do that route, Sylvie, to me that is not fixing the, the franchise in the way that the, it needs to be fixed. That to me is just like a Band-Aid for a few minutes. It's not – it's still – feeling like they're far away from getting it right. And that isn't what I think Kevin Warren wants to feel. I know that's not what the McCaskies want to feel. And, and, and I just I can't fathom that would be the direction that they'd go in this moment with where they're at, the way they built this team, and what's missing at QB. That's what the Bears have done the past two times, too, with their last two quarterbacks, is bringing the veteran Mike Lennon, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, and then so by true. halfway through the season, the top pick quarterbacks right. playing already. Right. How'd that work, Jack? Like, you're so right. Not, like, not the, right. Like, 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 I mean, 
and, and Dion, I'm sorry. Uh, like they, it's what drove me crazy about Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Whether you thought Justin was ready to play or not, what I didn't love about the Andy Dalton thing is they put time and energy into building an offense around Andy oh Dalton and to not getting reps and building an offense around Justin Fields. Right. And they were trying to save their jobs with Andy Dalton rather than develop the quarterback. Right. Right. And then, and then they drafted um, Mitch Trubisky, but and then they said to John Fox, "Hey, um, even though we kept you in the dark with Mitch, develop him, but yet go out and win games with Mike Lennon." Like with Mike Lennon, you can't they, do. You can't be half pregnant. No. Like go <laughs> go out and do it the right way this time. I am here to confirm you cannot be half pregnant. Also, remember how they kept saying, "This is Mike's year. This is Mike Lennon's year." Even he was trying to speak it into existence. That was. Crazy talk. Cuckoo four games. Talk. Four games, Dion. Three and a half games? Three and a half games, yes. Mm-hmm. That was his year. All right. Uh, have you ever oh. talked to Jimmy uh, from the north side, Dion? I think so. He's nuts. Um, <laughs> say hi to Jimmy on the north <laughs> hi, side. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, how are you, Dion? Best of your family? Thanks, you too. Are you still in Naples, by the way? You bet. You bet I am. Have you moved to Naples, or are you just super rich <laughs> where you can vacation? So. Yeah. Um, you know, I I will tell you guys an interesting story that the Bears quarterback story is absolutely national. I mean, we're driving in through the security guard. He sees my Bears hat and he starts going into uh, why he thinks Fields is the guy. And then I'm going into Walmart, a highly inebriated fellow uh, in, inside the sliding doors. Just yell, go Bears, go Fields. Um, you know, I'm pretty amazing uh, but you know I, I I'm not a field is him guy but I do think and if you really break it down the, the two scenarios getting a new quarterback from the draft or keeping fields it's a precarious decision to go with the rookie quarterback and I'll tell you why because if fields goes somewhere and is successful if Marvin Harrison jr. is a top five wide receiver next year if the second or third quarterback drafted ends up being your CJ Stroud and we get it wrong, you're in a, you're, you've, you've developed um, a very good defense and some offense, uh, offensive players, but they really need to take that into account. Don't you guys think? Yeah, I think they're taking it all into account. Like I think the, so too. The, the, the logic that I keep hearing and thanks Jimmy is a lot of people are scared, scarred and scared from past failures about getting it right. You never draft the quarterback thinking that you're going to get it wrong. You're absolutely drafting the quarterback thinking this is the time that we're going to hit the home run. Right. We're drafting Caleb Williams or we're drafting J- Drake May because this is the guy who's finally going to be our true franchise guy. You're not thinking you're drafting him thinking maybe he's going to be the guy. You're drafting him saying, we're finally getting our star quarterback. And I feel that we have to let Ryan Poles make that decision based on what we've seen from him and what we are getting to know about him. He is very thorough. He does He does his homework. He, he is very connected around the league. He will know what he's getting into. He has not made this decision yet. I mean, he has not made, had an opportunity to select a quarterback yet. He did last year, wanted to give Justin another year. 
and, and set himself up to make the moves the way that he is now. And I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt to make this decision at this time. Don't you think, Sylvie? No, no, no doubt about it. And I think now the, the good moves have definitely outweighed, outweighed the, bad the bad moves. Yes, yeah. yes. It's going to be an interesting uh, next few months and next couple of weeks. I think uh, the biggest question mark for me is how does Kevin Warren fit into this decision making? Because that we don't know. thousand percent. What, we don't know what he's talked to every person in that building about what his evaluations are based on the structure of on and off the field. Like, we don't know any of those things. I so want that, you to, to make a prediction. Okay? I want, because you've been at Hallisall. I, I want you to make a Kevin Warren prediction for me on the other side. Okay. And then I want, are you good at social media? You've helped me a little bit with my social media thing for 2024. Yes, I will help you with that. Yeah. Okay, you've helped me with that. But are you good at, um, like, interpreting Social media behavior, social Sherlocking, as I like to call. Oh, it. Oh, I like wow. that. That's a millennial that, term, if I ever heard. And it's very that it's, Gen Z, you, whatever you are. You could also slip. That's a mouthful too, Tyler. Because if you slip on that, I, I feel like you could swear accidentally. <laughs> social could, Sherlocking. I don't know if you'll swear, but you could like flip the. You could. It, it could come out weird. For okay. Sure, yeah. yeah. All right, so I want you to do that for I me. I can try. Those, I can try. Those two things and your phone calls coming up next.